<laughs> what is up, guys? We are live on a Thursday. Uh, cutting up a little bit here before before we go on camera. Having a laugh. Uh, hopefully, y'all are having a good Thursday. Uh, what up, guys? Man, I'm just going to pass it uh, straight to Rand Dizzle. Oh, you're going to do me like that, huh? Hello, okay. everyone. God damn. <laughs> right off the back. Say so here. Hold hold these biddies. Fifty of them to be exact. Oh uh, Hey, real quick, shout out Symbiosis. He is now affiliate, so make sure you go subscribe to his channel when you see him live. Drop some biddies on him as well. Uh shout out Symbiosis. Uh part of the uh, uh what are we calling him now, Fern? Help me out. The recap maniacs. He, he is definitely a leader in the uh, recap maniacs. Recap maniacs. Yes, brother, yes. brother. You gotta be crazy to be tuning in to us That's talking right. about wrestling. Woo! At least on a Thursday night, baby. Always goes down on a Thursday mm -hmm. for some wrestling. Oh, All yeah. right, guys. Well, we'll get, we'll get right into it, and we'll start with uh. Well, we'll go uh. Friday Night Rampage. Did you see the matches? Anyone here? Watch them. So, you did see, you know, Hangman and Cole. Mm -hmm. We'll go straight into it because great, great showing. I know y'all, I know Cody for sure does not like or is not too fond of Hangman. No, I, being, you had me confused with, uh, oh, I thought you didn't like him being the champion. I thought you, you thought he, I thought you had me confused with our former co-host the one who we should not speak his name exactly <laughs> well you do well, dirty uh no um that was my mistake that was my mistake but yeah i i don't have an issue with hangman um my issue with hangman has been the quality of opponents that they've been his matches have been boring because they've been putting like lance archer up against him and shit that's not his fault that's the fault of booking booking for sure now i thought this match had some strong elements you know every obviously there's hangman and, and co are are spot hitters they are and it's it's awesome it's it's always awesome to see regardless i'm a fan of hangman and cole Mm -hmm. I I like this outcome. What do y'all think about it? I'm I'm a fan of Adam Cole's girlfriend, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we all are, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, I I really like Adam Cole. Um, I'm not. Is the right choice for him not to like even win the belt? Like it was a clean, it was a clean pin. He won. Like Hangman won clean a ten count. Clean as hell. Do you feel like they're setting up for something big, or is there is this kind of rivalry starting to fizzle? They're already starting to transition it to CM Punk. Exactly. Like, so you think that Cole? It it is not clobbering used... time. Put that goddamn hand down. <laughs> Do you think that you use that AW used Cole to kind of? I think, like our former colleague did say a lot of people didn't like hangman you know everyone wanted him to win the moment he got the belt it was a different it was a different story right it was always like you know i don't like hangman anymore he has the belt i don't care for this guy you think that he used code to kind of ramp up the 
the I would say the prestige of the the title to kind of start pushing to other storylines. A little bit, I I would say that. Uh, I do kind of feel bad for Cole because I feel like if they would have waited, it would have been a good push for him, and he definitely could get the title and he could do a run with the title. Uh, I'm by no means saying that Adam Cole Don't doesn't count him out yet. Yeah, doesn't deserve the title. He will get a run with the title. It is coming. You feel it's it sooner? You feel it sooner or later than Punk? Yes, I know Punk's up next in line, but you feel like you think Punk will get the belt, or you think Hangman will hold on to it and then Cole or some triple threat match later down the line? You think? What do you think? I think they're gonna push Punk with it because Punk is on uh, limited time. They want to give him a championship, which he hasn't had in a while. It's gonna stir up. Uh, people to watch to see what's going on with him and who's going to be the one to take it off of him. Should it have, should have it been the heavyweight? Shouldn't it have been a TNT or something else? I feel like it should have been a TNT, something to kind of get eyes on that title. I know it, it's it's kind of starting to lose its luster with Scorpio Sky and Sammy Guerrero having it again, but I I feel like maybe CM Punk, not that he's not deserving or ready to have a, a belt, but I don't think the championship, but I don't think he's put that time in yet. Be honest, it's a mid card belt. They don't they're not calling it a mid card belt, but it is a mid card belt. What is the championship? TNT championship. Oh no, I'm I know the TNT, but I'm saying that's what that, he should be. That's where that's he should be. Yeah, and that's, that's kind of where Randy's going is it it is a mid card belt, so maybe put Punk on it to try and give it the prestige to elevate it. Uh which I could honestly totally see. My take on it is Hangman's going to beat Punk and then we're going to see a heel turn out of Punk and then he'll win it. That, that makes sense. And I feel like maybe he should have done that TNT belt first. Like how, you know, perfect example, John Cena doing the U.S. title. John Cena didn't need, need to do the U.S. title, but it got a lot of eyes. He did his open challenge and all that and all that stuff that he did. And it, it started bringing some kind of prestige to that title, which it, Unfortunately, those that title and the Intercontinental Championship doesn't have right now. It's kind of just lingering. I feel like, but we'll get into that, you know, a little later. So, outside of that match, we did see the Blackpool Combat Club fight the Gun Club. What do you think about that match? Any thoughts? They're they're giving them TV time so they can showcase what the the was the Blackpool uh, Combat Club okay. can do. But that was more of a waste of a match. You just had another trio that was there, so cool. You dropped putting guys together. You got an established trio, but it, it's just more. It's just more TV time to keep pushing them over. Like give them. Well, if you want to see them really get down and dirty, why don't you give them a? Uh, what what the House of Black? Yes, thank you. Yes, yeah. give them them. I see that, and I feel like House of Black is building. Obviously, you did this to their vignette yesterday. It's building. It's building to something. I don't know who or what or what mm-hmm. they're going after. They're building it. They're building it. I just hope that they follow through with the storyline. They follow through with a, a realistic opponents, not just some jobbers, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't want them to go, oh, let's do a Braun Strowman. Let's just throw a bunch of jobbers this way, build that up, and then he fights, and then he's just... It's not that he was a fast wrestler great wrestler but he just kind of fizzled out real quick when he started yeah. fighting real opponents and i don't want them to do that to the 
House of Black, especially when they're pu- they're they're letting them do these vignettes, they're kind of pushing these like this trio is unstoppable, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, that's that's what it seems like, and I hope that they start pushing that maybe towards what we'll, we'll call, I'll call them Paragon, we'll say the, uh, the new Undisputed Elite, or whatever, maybe mm-hmm. Red Dragon and Adam Cole. That's a great trio to go against House of Black. I, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I want to see that storyline down the line, but I mean, to, to go back to this match, I feel like. They've been giving the Gun Club a lot of uh, a lot of match on 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 primetime TV. It's it's nice. I like to see it. You know, Billy Gun. I like Billy Gun. Mm-hmm. His kids, obviously, it's they're the still, ass they're still man. They're still green, but they mm-hmm. still put in a good. They sell. They sell. I, their dad taught them how to sell really well, and they still put a good, a pretty decent show. So, yeah. Real quick to touch on what you were saying. Uh, especially you fast forward a little bit to Dynamite and the Blackpool, whatever the fuck. Uh, Club BCC. Yeah. They're on again and they're facing three random guys thrown together Dante Martin and those guys. And it's. Brock what? Anderson. Yeah. Lee, Lee Moriarty. But that show was good. That, that, that match was actually good. Like there's a lot of spots for these young, that that young that young team, Dante Martin and his brother and the other guy. His brother wasn't there. It yeah, was Lee his, Moriarty. Yeah, oh, hometown Moriarty. hero. It, it like, was I mean, three random guys put together. None of them had like real affiliation with each other, and you just put them in front of BCC and. The affiliation was they were all a pair of the night uh, at one the point, nightmare family. All, yes, I, all a I, part of that. But that's where is that? Done with, and that's and and that's and that's where you kind of, and that's the and that's the problem. Every week that we talk about with AEW, you have too many people, too many stars, not enough time. You're trying to push storylines. You they have elevate and dark and rampage and dynamite. It's just not enough, right? So you starting you're starting to clump these people, and you're again we go back to the casual fan. I know AEW's. The show for the fans. They give you what you want. They give you these indie storylines. But I haven't followed. I love wrestling, but I haven't followed all of these indies. I didn't even know what that that little group was called. Would you just call them right now? And like, why would the I? Nightmare why would Family. I, the Nightmare Family. Like, why would I care about them putting them together against EPC? You know, like, mm-hmm. I, why would I care? So, as a casual fan, in that sense, in this particular match that you just brought up, like. How would I know that, right? Unless you kept on saying it over and over and over, right? Unless you said that, unless you had some reference to whatever indie show they were on or whatever. So that that to me right there is again. I'm gonna we're gonna touch back on it. It's just one of the bigger problems that AEW is starting to have again. It's just pushing, and they need that Ring of Honor show faster than you know sooner than later. They need Regal to be running it, and they need maybe that Blackpool Club Combat Club to to be maybe the, the main faction on that show. Right, get some eyes on it with Samoa Joe and and Sanjay and and Jay Lito and all those other people who have had some association ring on it. They start. They need to do that sooner than later because it's getting unrealistic, unrealistic. But to segue from that, another topic, especially on this particular show of. of Fine, uh, I was gonna add on, but never mind. Oh, go go go, go ahead, go ahead. Add, <laughs> add, on, add, add on. Hey, add you let him run it. You let him run it. No, uh, well, that to to kind of tie into what you were saying, how they need to go up against uh, 
House of Black. But House of Black is building up to be this unstoppable force. Uh, so you have the Combat Club, who is just beaten up on mid-carters and jobbers. They're not really facing anybody. At least House of Black went up against Death Triangle, and they're going up against real people. Malachi Black, when he came in, he went up against Dusty Rhodes for, or not Dusty Rhodes, Cody Rhodes for, you know, at that time, Cody Rhodes was a big name in AEW. What has BCC done as a group, as a collective, to really show who they are? They, they haven't went up against anybody. But, but- but that's the beauty, right? Because their names have real estate outside of Yuda. Daniel Bryan and Mox have a lot of real estate behind their name. Brody yep. King, Brody King, Buddy Murphy, and Malachi Black. Yes, you know them, but they don't have big time feels like the other two guys. Mm-hmm. And they have Yuda as a young kid. That's the difference, right? They don't have to prove themselves. That's that's the biggest difference. They don't not that not the House of Black has to, but again, you're going veterans versus new. We won't say new, but, but more up and comers. You're riding yourself into a corner. AEW is because you have these two on. Like who are you? You have to pick a side eventually, especially if they end up bringing the three man tag belts. Like I hope House of Black ends up with. Like it's starting. It's starting to lean that way. If you, I mean, if you, if now that Adam Cole is out of the title picture in that the heavyweight division, you now you have them as well. And maybe when Omega comes and they don't push him right into the right into the spotlight, he has the young bucks. That triple tag belt makes a lot more sense now than the first time y'all mentioned it. So to me, at least, right? Because now you're starting to see a lot of trios. It's not. Big factions and not just a tag team. It's trios. It's starting to make a lot more sense to me now because now you're starting to see a lot more. And they've been now, planting the seeds. Exactly. Exactly. They've been planting and, the seeds for that. And and it makes sense. It's, it's now that you're taking over Ring of Ring of Honor, and hopefully you make that into a third show. Now those teams can start jumping around. Now you can start putting when let's just say let's just say that House of Black they make those belts and House of Black gets them. They can go to Ring of Honor and fight a, a team that's put randomly together, right, of the original ROH. Or they go to Rampage and they fight Keith Lee and, and Strick and maybe someone else they throw them with them, right? They'll fight just... Dalton Castle and the boys. Exactly, right? right? Exactly. So, I mean, you're right. They're planting the seeds, and now I'm starting to see it. But let's let's again let's not let's not sway too far away from. Hopefully AEW understands. Yeah, you're doing a slow burn and you're kind of building up to it. But let's not start doing random storylines in between it because they're gonna start killing it off. Yeah. Without jumping too far, I know you guys saw how they're uh, setting up for a Forbidden Door pay per view uh, between New Japan and AEW. Jay White is throwing his name around, of course, or pushing his weight around because he's you know New Japan, whatever Bullet Club. Do you guys see? Do you guys see? Kenny Omega making his comeback at that pay-per-view because I kind of I kind of see it might be leading up to that. I want to say yes, and hopefully with the New Japan side, mm. come come with come in that different direction, right? Maybe he turns on the Young Bucks and Cole and Red Dragon since they're kind of little setup or whatever. I mean, you, you don't know. You, you can go different directions, and it's it's almost. A perfect spot to do it because he is mainly known 
as a New Japan wrestler. Like that's that's his kind of bread and butter prior to AEW. So mm-hmm. it would make a lot of sense for him to go in that direction and maybe turn heel or turn baby or whatever he wants to. However they want to play it, right? However they're going to play those teams. That would be a cool setup. But I mean, who knew? You can't really tell because I want to know if they're going to throw in ROH in there as well. ROH wrestlers, like how are you going to do that, right? Because AEW mm-hmm. owns them now, so it's a little weird. Mm-hmm. But definitely something we can kind of go back into. Um. Another match I'll talk about on on Rampage, and I won't say it because we talk, I touched on it last week, was what a waste of another women's match. <laughs> They're doing these women dirty. It's not it's not just me. I know it's not my just my opinion. I'm I'm seeing it all over the message boards. You're you're burying your women's division, and it's bad. And I'll I'll, I'll fast forward a little bit. Yesterday, Britt Baker came out and said, "Look, I've been gone, and this women's division's." Essentially gone to shit. Sucks. Exactly. So, I mean, I I'm sure if she's saying it. Someone, you know, someone's been saying, "Hey, man, this women's division's not doing so hot." And yeah, I did see where like, uh, Sap and a few guys have said that she went too far with the promo, but I I don't think so. I think she was right on the money. It was when playing her part as a heel. When you're in Britsburg. You can say those heel things. Mm-hmm. That's that's the whole point, right? And and she's not wrong. Mm-hmm. She's not wrong if for an advanced fan. I think, and I feel like I can speak for y'all that we are advanced fans. You know, we we watch a little more and we know a little more. We dig it's, a little more. Dig a little more. It's it makes it. That's she's not wrong, and and it's good. It's almost like dropping dropping a pipe bomb without giving her a whole promo, just letting her talk a little mm-hmm. little trash, kind of stir up the. Stir up the sheets, stir up the back locker room a little bit. They're mm-hmm. all friends, so you know what it is. It's 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 to build some some kind of some kind of heat. So, but I just want to that's needed. Touch, yeah, I just want to touch on that because I felt like, again. I mean, I know you're you're you're. It's almost like the May Young Classic. They're using the Owen Hart Foundation matches to kind of push these women's and the men's matches. But again, you're doing they're doing a, such a poor job with these women matches. It's well, I don't know if you guys saw the vignette for next week. It's uh, again uh, Hikaru Shira and um, the I professor. Yeah, I professor, forgot. The, yeah. I know it's a professor. Again, and it's another. It's a street fight. It's like, a Philly. It's a Philly street fight. There you go. It's like right. you can only milk that cow for so long. I think this is like their fifth or sixth match. Serena Deep. There you go. Yes. So again, like we're gonna go right back into it. It's why you're there's nothing. the one thing the, the one thing i don't mean to jump on you randy but it just popped into my head uh the one thing where they messed up was kenny omega was in charge or at least one of the people in charge of the women's the women's division and one thing that he really wanted to push was getting a lot of japanese wrestlers over and showcasing them in that women's division because there are a lot of good women wrestlers that He's had the pleasure of seeing and and getting to know out there when he was in New Japan. Great. What screwed all that up was the pandemic. They couldn't fly over and do anything. So we saw a lot of that in the beginning. We're like, oh, cool. We get to see all these different women and their their fighting styles. And then it just kind of cut from there. And they they got screwed. The women's division got screwed and has been fighting ever since. And it's not... It's it's not going to get any better. They're they're essentially just 
holding, they're clinging on, they're, they're in, the, in the stages of drowning, and they're trying to claw their way out, and they're panicking, right? Because mm-hmm. you went, you went from having, if if that was a plan with Kenny bringing all those New Japan women, what up, Millie? Experience, right? You have this, you have experience, and now you you were forced during the pandemic to give all these rookies spots, mm-hmm. a, a lot of rookies, and Britt Baker's a rookie essentially. Mm-hmm. Right, she's just a little better at cutting promos and wrestling, picking it up a little faster. The, yeah, the best, best like imagery I could probably think of is all the other women wrestlers. They're all Leonardo DiCaprio holding on to the board, and Brits, Brits up, up there. Just bye, Jack. Bye. Fucking go drown. But there, but there's room for me. No, there's not. No, there's not. <laughs> yeah, there's not. You're, just, you're not on my finger. level. Eh, right with a finger. It's not even like the whole punch. It's just, eh, it's just pushing them right off, right? So, again, that's my soapbox. Like I ha- appreciate I, the I'll lurk, be, Millie. I'll be, I'll be, uh, I'll be saying it until they fix that women's division. But then we'll we'll jump into uh, Battle of the Belts two. 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 Sammy, three time. Jacob, what's up, bro? What do you what think? What do you think? Three time deserving or just because they have no one else to put it on? They're almost doing a hill turn with Sammy where the crowd's kind of turning on him and Ty Conti. So I think you give him the belt to bring heat and try and raise that TNT title up like we talked about earlier. And then somebody else can take it off him and everybody Ooh. can cheer. Who is the one to take it off? Right now, nobody. In your opinion, nobody. I say Malachi Black. Put some gold on that team because now <laughs> you have you have them heating. You have you have some heat. Let's 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 kind of bring more eyes because that will make him more arrogant. I would say yes to that. Uh, well, today we're we're doing the. Uh, uh, Cynthia says Sammy is, is getting on my nerves. Uh, Sir Killa says, "What's the topic tonight? Uh, we're doing wrestling tonight. Uh, Thursdays is always our wrestling." Uh, so, I will say this: I would agree with you on that. Hi, babe. If cheerleader Julia would just hurry up and turn to the House of Black, because then you could say Malachi and Julia going against Sammy and Ty. Like, I think the way that they're intertwining Ty Conti with Sammy Guevara, you have to have them going up against another mixed couple. There's got to be some kind of feud there. Hey, Did you read her comment? It. Please they're, say you read her comment. They're about to do it. You're they're about to do it. about that poontang than wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you, if you saw yesterday, they, he just opened, uh, Scorpio Sky just opened a challenge. This is their way to bring Paige Van Zandt into the picture because he said... I'll give you a chance at the belt next week on Wednesday, but I want a mixed tag match sooner than that. So it's not going to be sooner though. They should have done the mac the mixed tag match first, and then uh, the rematch for the belt. Exactly. So when when he said that, he says, "I I want I'll give you the the TNT rematch, but I want I want you to promise me I want I get a a mixed match be with me and Conti versus you and whoever else. Well, this is the perfect place to bring." Paige Van Zandt, you just you just signed her, and she's part of that little group mm-hmm. that that Scorpio Sky is part of. So, and he did interrupt Frankie Gazarian. So we'll see if that kind of 
turns into something after after that match. So yeah, and also I'll, I will throw a little bit onto that. Uh, Ty and Sammy are competing again in AAA, going for the mixed tag team championship there in AAA. That's another reason why they're they're trying to intermingle the story with AEW, where they're always together. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes sense because AAA is a big contributor for AEW, another big another big international brand to be part of. Um, we'll say we'll go to the next match: John Grisham, Ring of Honor champ. Versus uh, Don Castle. Any thoughts? Dalton Castle and the boys. It's just it's just fun to watch. <laughs> they, they they bring another element that they brought from Ring of Honor, and now they're putting on AEW on a on a national TV spot, and it's hilarious. It is hilarious. From them coming into the ring, from them uh, their antics while they're fighting, it, it's it's always it's a, it, it's fun to watch. I, I like it. So definitely a show pleaser, right? Like, oh a, yeah, like oh, entertaining, yeah. entertaining. That's an independent wrestling show pleaser. An For sure. Wrestling. Yep. But what what did you think about the match, though? Oh, the the match was decent. The match was decent. It, it went back and forth. I didn't. Uh, Jonathan Gresham hurt his leg too. I, I think he like like legit hurt. Uh, shoot, hurt his leg. Yeah, he 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 jumped down. He just landed funny. He wasn't like anything crazy, crazy, but. Hey, a man, a muscle, a pulled muscle or muscle spasm still something can take you out for a couple weeks. True, 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 true. Uh, I, I didn't care for the match. It was, yes, the antics are fun, mm-hmm. funny, but it's indie funny, right? It's like, mm-hmm. eh, it's, what, it's a whatever match. So unless you want to speak more about it, we'll skip to yeah. the next match. Next. No? Okay. Yeah. How about uh, Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose? Snore, snore. That was uh again, I like I like that they give Thunder Rosa the belt, but they need to take it off of her already. She has no mic skills. She's a good wrestler, just no mic skills, and she just for being a baby. I I don't feel like the women's title needs a baby holding it. It needs a heel holding it to create some kind of friction with anybody they put her with or put that female with. That's a heel would make a lot more sense. Now Nyla is, Rose, no. Hey, it's her. nice to have a Latina holding on to the belt. Yeah. And that's, La it's Mexicana not, putting San Antonio on the map because no one's put San Antonio on the map in a good minute. True, but is that all she's doing? Yes, pretty much. All right. So now, had you had her doing the AAA matches, that would make a lot more sense, right? True. But she's not. So again, it's those matches are, to, in my opinion, they're not entertaining, especially between her and Nyla Rose. Like mm-hmm. whatever. Like those. Those are just like eh, not. That match she had with Britt Baker, good match. Not the best mm-hmm. match, but a good match. Just, I don't, I don't, she doesn't, her selling and her mic skills are just lacking. And you can tell. It's just, it's a struggle. And I feel like maybe Vicky or someone's like trying to help her out, but it's just not, they're helping her in a heel version and she's trying to turn it into like a baby form. And it's just not correlating. Like, it's like Heyman being a bad guy and trying to help you say, Good guy things. It's just not gonna. It's, it doesn't. It doesn't correlate well on screen. So, yeah. Huh? Yeah, and I'll say this too. Every time somebody new wins the championship, stop making them go up against Nyla Rose. Like I'm tired of that. <laughs> like she gets as <laughs> soon as there's a new champion, she gets a shot at him. I'm like, mm-hmm. fuck up. Out of here with that swear jar. I know. Sorry. <laughs> well, it's a big swear jar day because there's a lot of crappy things and. 
I don't, I don't, it's again, it's just, eh, it's a whatever kind of situation on some of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And since we're on the AEW, I'll, I'll skip right now, right now, WWE, and we'll go into yesterday's Dynamite. Yo, 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 you, you, you don't want to talk about some WWE? No, no, I am. But okay. since we're on AEW, we'll just finish off the AEW topic, right? Ah, did, I got you, got you, got you. Yeah, we did, we did the Rampage, the, the two belt, whatever, and now we're doing Dynamite. Um... Give me some highlights. Give me some highlights. There wasn't many highlights. My my favorite, uh, Andrade and Darby. Yeah, Stop match was a good match. Sting doing the jump again. Mm-hmm. Old man Sting doing the doing. Hey, hey, you know what? It looked clean. It didn't look forced. It was mm-hmm. a nice smooth. It was a smooth match. Uh, I'll give Darby a lot of credit. Andrade just hits him like it. It's, Dude, he it, hits. It, it's not. It's not even like. It's it's not even a shoot. It's like he, he it seems like he tries to hurt the kid, mm-hmm. but I'm sure Darby is says, "Hey, dude, let's, let's go full force." Because Darby gets his shots in. It's 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 mainly one side of the whole match until mm-hmm. the end. Yeah. That's how it's that's how their matches have been when they last fought, and it just looked bad. Like Andrade just manhandled him. Andrade manhandled him again, but Darby had his moments, and I like how they brought Sting in. I did not care. Sting wearing the Sting mask. Sting wearing the Sting mask. I, <laughs> Classic. I did not care. I did not care for the Hardys coming out at the very end to kind of like, oh, maybe they're gonna go up against Darby and Sting. I don't know if you saw that. Right at the mm-hmm. very end, when they come out and uh, and they're doing the delete, and you can see Matt Hardy already like, uh, and and Jeff Hardy is like, oh, my arm from doing the delete. Mm-hmm. Like, they're, they're showing their age, but. Yep. Did you see the match, Cody? How did you like it? I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, I'm not a Darby guy, so. Fair enough, fair enough. Not a Derby dude. You're not a Derby dude? No, not not derby in the least dude. bit. Like, it, it has been... I've been trying to consume all the wrestling, NXT, all that stuff, and I start each one, but we're just in that post WrestleMania like waiting for them to really start writing so it's been really hard to, to sit through and digest all that wrestling so I haven't made it through an entire show all this week what you're not ready for WrestleMania backlash and why is it everything is now WrestleMania you might as well just call it WrestleMania SummerSlam WrestleMania SummerSlam yep mm-hmm. well we are recap mania so hey Brother, brother, um, we did touch. We did touch on the Britt Baker match. Again, there's another spot. Owen Hart match. That was a squash match. It was just a nice. It was just a again. What, what you need to touch on and what you need to without my apologies for interrupting is you need to send Hook. Well, yeah. Well, we'll talk about Hook. Hook. It's not... hard to do when he's cursed. <laughs> I I I do I mean Hook is the guy I like I'm starting to like that are starting to make that transition where the rampage mm-hmm. people are starting to make their way into dynamite and the dynamite people are making their way into rampage for their storylines and their different matches. I'm sorry I enjoy that. Hook again good match, clean match. I won't say it's the best. I like I like that little side thing with Dan Housen and and mm-hmm. and me and Fern were talking about it, and it is it is definitely the odd couple 
remnants of uh, Rock and Sock Connection. I, I'm I'm curious. It's very entertaining. I'm just curious on what direction they're gonna go. Mm-hmm. It's the, now it, it's AEW's Odd Couple. AEW's Odd Couple. Now I I would prefer Hook to go hard left and be very aggressive. You know, again, talk, touching back on the FTW belt and him having it. I want to see that. But with Danhausen, Pretty Boy Hook, like that's a good that's a good little an odd couple and I, I'm still pushing for the more aggressive hook. Like Dan Housen would say, it'll sell it'll sell t shirts. T shirt monies. T shirt monies. His voice is uh it bothers me. I ain't gonna because it, it because it sounds so forced. Danhausen, the chips, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. like what the hell? What? Hey, it, he's entertaining. I do, I do enjoy watching him come out and doing his silly antics. Again, mm-hmm. like you said, with uh, what's that guy from that Don Castle, right? Like, Dalton. it's antics, Dalton Castle. Like, those are antic, antics you see in indie store, indie shows, and they're bringing into the limelight. It's, it's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's entertaining for sure. It's more. What Jericho would say, sports entertainment than there you go. professional wrestling, right? There so, you go. Um, and since we're on that subject, I mean, I'll give like Cody, and I know Cody will join me in this. I swear, Jar, fucking hate. Do we hate Cody? Oh, I I don't know this time. Yeah, your, you do. Your who's your favorite wrestler right now in AEW? Eddie Kingston. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Why, why, why is this guy getting any airtime? He looked winded giving his promo. He looked winded giving his promo. This is one of the reasons why I can't even make it through an episode because you're giving piece of shit people like him airtime and letting him cut promos. Tell that motherfucker to go get on Slim Fast or some shit and come back in like six months. Get the hell out of that Slim goddamn fast. ring. I haven't heard of that in a long time. <laughs> this, this guy, Eddie Kingston, I mean, what a garbage-ass wrestler. I mean, I'm, I love to talk mess about this guy because he's terrible. He sucks. And, and, and I'm sure this is not my only opinion. There's many other opinions. What Do you, do you like him? We're the friend? only opinion that matters. Fuck that guy. Exactly. Do you like you like him, Fern? Do you, do you like Eddie he Kingston? He loves him. He's got his poster up on the wall. He's got the poster of when he used to come out in the wife beater and the white and green <laughs> shorts. <laughs> when he first came out, he was really cutting, you know, he could cut a promo. He can cut good promos. I've seen some of the stuff that he would do with, on uh, being the elite BTE, the, the web show that they have. And I mean, he, he has some good qualities to him. Of course, he's not the best wrestler. He's just a brawler. It'd be like today's Brooklyn Brooklyn brawler. Remember that guy? But, he was but do you jobber, think he but... deserves? Do you think he deserves the amount of time they're giving him? You know why he's getting that time? Who's his best friend? John Moxley. Moxley pushes him. Even then, Moxley barely comes out than that guy. Mm-hmm. Eddie Kingston comes out more than Mox. So yeah, Mo- Moxley don't have to come out. Exactly. So, so either is Eddie Kingston. Dude, who uh, <laughs> old school WWE? Uh, he used to come out looking like a 
Oh man. No, Billy Jim? No, no Billy he Jim? had the the black around the eyes and everything else was like gray. Oh, it's, it wasn't the junkyard band, was it? Junkyard dog? No, it's not junkyard dog. It was no. a, it was the the talking it was about the one that looked like the Hamburglar? Is that what you're talking about? Kind of, yeah. Wonder somebody looked like like he was a burglar or something. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. I, I don't remember his name. I don't know who you talking about, but that's who I think. Oh. Like maybe maybe Kingston could beat him because he everybody <laughs> beat him. No, no, you know it was the 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 Brooklyn Brawler. Everyone beat him. He was like the biggest jobber dude for like the longest time, uh, late sure. '80s, early '90s. You know, but Eddie Kingston would do well back then because all of them they were strong men. They weren't mm-hmm. they weren't physically appealing. They were just bra- They were brawlers, right? They're mm-hmm. essentially brawlers, and but. This guy, he shouldn't be talking. Like his his promos are just terrible. They're they're terrible. Him finding Dan, Danny Garcia is is not it's not even like oh my god, this is gonna be a great match. It's like oh my god, what a waste of a freaking match, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But you know what? I don't give him any more any more uh, our time because it's garbage. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll we will say, and we forgot to mention it right now. Pumpkin Hangman, that moment, that's a buildup. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know you enjoy that, Fern. Do you think Punk is ready? And if he is, do you think it should be the heavyweight belt or should it be a mid-cart belt like the TNT belt? I know that we're not in that yet, but what do you think? It right. pains me to say it. I know his contract, CM Punk's contract was probably like two years, three years max. But he's on borrowed time. He really is on borrowed time, but they're trying to milk whatever they can out of his name, out of his popularity. They're probably going to hit at least every city in all 50 states, and he's going to wrestle in them. But I think they're going to put the strap. I, I believe that he's going to get a shot and possibly get the strap of the world championship, AEW world championship. You say they're trying to milk him, but he didn't fight to in milk San Antonio. The you say he didn't fight in San Antonio, so. But he think? fought in Austin, and I'm still mad about that. Austin's lame. I, I will I will agree with you about the milking milking his name. I mean, if you paid money for him, and you've you've used him well up until this point, I mean, he's he's hit those factors of teaming up with the young guns, the, the young guys, and doing his solo stuff. Like it's good. Mm-hmm. I, I I I was one of the many. I'm sure many people didn't didn't give Punk as much credit. I like I Punk is good. I just didn't think he was ready to come back. Like he just. Yeah, you know, but I don't think he should be heavyweight. I think he should bring some prestige to the mid card belt before he leaves, like how Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon did around that era. And when John, when like I said, with John Cena and the U.S. title, you know, John Cena didn't need to be a mid card, but he brought a lot of eyeballs to that that championship. I feel like having Punk with the TNT or maybe even Ring of Honor television or maybe even Ring of Honor heavyweight. To kind of get eyes on that show when it hopefully comes up sooner and later, that would make sense. But as an AEW, if he's on borrowed time as an AEW champ, I I, I wouldn't want to see that one. I'd rather have his name in the record book where it belongs. Okay, okay, okay. Cody, I know you love seeing Punk. You want to weigh in on this? <laughs> I was told if I don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm. Um... Who told you that? Okay, line? so so 
This is a this is a podcast. This is a podcast. <laughs> you need to say something. Didn't you uh, just hear me go on a rant about Eddie Kingston? <laughs> so who who would you rather see hold a belt? Not the belt, but just a belt. CM Punk or Eddie Kingston? Smart guy. Gun to the head. Yep. Gun to the head. Yep. Cocked and loaded. Who you got? Back to the wall. God, it's got? the only time that you'll ever get me to say CM Punk. There you go. Let's go. Let's go. And and, and that right there, folks, is how much he hates Eddie Kingston. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, so we'll get out of AEW and we'll jump, you know, to a little light recap because SmackDown hasn't come out. But I hope but... CM Punk breaks his leg during the match and has to give up the title immediately. <laughs> Hey, we're gonna go. We're gonna bring up the heel. Hate, 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 hate. <laughs> I, I'm gonna touch on this one right off the bat. Ripley needs to be with Edge and Priest now. We, me and Fern touched up on it just a second ago. We haven't seen a dominant, strong woman in any kind of faction in years, or someone who made impact in years you can't leave your own show <laughs> good riddance <laughs> no, honestly you can say it's been decades it's been decades because china was the staple when it came to a woman being in a faction and showing some kind of dominance within the faction not just being a valet or a manager you know yeah you had lita with, with the hardys uh, I wouldn't consider that a faction. It was just a tag team with their valet. And yeah, she was there with it. She was a part of it. And yeah, she had some matches or she would, you know, intervene. But when was the last time you really saw a, a, a woman like really getting in there with it? And I, I agree with you. Ray Ripley needs to be there with Edge's new brood faction. Exactly. I felt like, you know, live, living that, living and her good team, like, the seductress and the power, right? Mm-hmm. That she see, uh, Liv Liv Morgan's essentially the bunny with mm-hmm. the blade, and the butcher, right? But she's not a great wrestler. Mm-mm. She's not a powerhouse. She's not she's not believable as an aggressor. Rhea she's Ripley, a WWE diva. She is a diva. Mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley, wrestler, 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 good wrestler. Mm-hmm. Not just okay, dude. That's little Charlotte, dude. Yeah, great, great wrestler. Strong has the look. What a way to elevate a, a, a upcoming action with Ed, and, and then having Edge as the the centerpiece. Mm-hmm. You have again. You you follow these traits that we talked about a couple of episodes ago. You have the veteran, right? Mm-hmm. Edge. You have the powerhouse priest. Mm-hmm. You you maybe have a high flyer tag team, but in this turn, having a strong female wrestler that's a different turn. And mm-hmm. I want I want to see it sooner than later. I hope I hope it happens. I hope they kind of I'm gonna put that energy out in the air. There you maybe go. W, maybe WWE will pick it up and and they'll run with it because they'll be different. Having mm-hmm. a woman in, in this type of faction who's actually a wrestler, not a valet, will mm-hmm. I think will kind of turn some heads and kind of get some eyeballs on the TV. Definitely but- want to see that. Included with that, if she's going to be a part of that faction, and when she has matches, 
not intergender yet because WWE does intergender differently where they don't let them men or women touch each other. But if she goes out there, they should be present too in those matches, like a valet. Like let Edge be out there ringside or let uh Damian Priest be out there ringside because I mean it it'd be nice to see the swap of their presence instead sure. of just always the woman hanging around with the guys fighting, you know? Flip I, flip the script. I, I think because Edge is such such an opportunist and he's he's a thinker. Like he, he mm-hmm. he's he's a thinker especially like a, a savant in the match. He's very great. Having him maybe coach Ripley, like hey, like maybe whispering on the side during the match and then she just comes out even more aggressive or does something real like a dirty tactic, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. That'd be a that'd be again, I, you're right. I would like to see the guys come out and support her in the same mm-hmm. same fashion that I'm assuming they would have her coming out with them. Yep. So definitely, definitely be very cool to see. So, so in the realm of that, you already know that they're pushing again for uh, another match. I believe it's going to be for WrestleMania Backlash, where it's going to be Edge versus AJ Styles. Now, I wanted to touch on this earlier before the podcast uh, while we were chopping it up, but now I'm going to touch on it now. Unfortunately, during the episode of Raw we saw Finn Balor lose the U.S. championship to Austin Theory. I know, Cody, you're sad. I'm sad, too. But what if they go ahead and finally pair Finn Balor with AJ Styles to help amp him up with the situation? What do you guys think on that? I feel like that's a great way to segue, again, if if you're going to go into touching the Austin Theory thing. Austin Theory, having the belt, I want to watch him lose it. So I'm going to watch that belt. Maybe he's going to get a little more different kind of eyeballs on, on the situation. In turn, it pulls Finn Balor to do something different. Maybe mm-hmm. make a turn. Maybe make a turn. Or join somebody. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that might be a good... Uh, uh, this might be a perfect time to do it if you're leading up to that storyline with AJ and Edge. Like, AJ needs backup. It has to be someone else. And who's, who's as believable as AJ? And who's a credible wrestler? Finn Balor. Yep. Bullet Club. Bullet Club reunion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I mean, I I agree with that. That'd be a nice. That'd be a nice turn. That'd be a nice kind of segue into them put getting Finn and him together. Who was the other fantasy person we said that we wanted in that group with with uh, Edge for the brute, the new brute? Uh, I know we're uh, Damian Priest, and there's somebody else that, that was. That we had Damon talked Priest about. Was, Damon Priest was my first choice, but oh, who was it? Ah, uh, dang it! Like they need, they they still need a uh, a third person. I can't think of it off the top yeah. of my head right now. Yeah, it'll come to mind. I don't know, Cody. Yeah, that that was totally on y'all because I'm I'm not really sold on this all just yet. It's fair enough. Fair I'm enough. I'm waiting to to see. Uh, I will say I've been preaching AJ Styles and Finn Balor. Um, there is one guy that I would like to see Finn do a tag team with more, uh, but it'll never happen. It's just fantasy booking. Uh, I'm trying to think of his damn name. He was the cruiserweight champion for NXT from UK. Uh, he was mentored by Finn Balor, uh, the the Irish guy. The one with the bus, the bus cut. 
Uh, he looks like Finn Balor. He's the one with the eyes. Oh, I mean, they all got eyes. Or the one with the face. <laughs> the one with the face. I I, I don't know. NXT UK. Who watches that? Come on. Well, is he Irish? Like, like Finn yeah. Balor? Yes. Oh, okay. Becky Lynch. Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> is it Seamus? I, I want to, it's a jackal. I, I want to see Rollins and, and Finn Balor team up at some point. I want to see that. But mm-hmm. Rollins has his own thing going on right now. Um, with Cody. With Cody. And, and that's what we're going to touch on. KO versus Cody. I like the way it ended because it didn't make either guy look weak. It was just out and out. And then Seth Rollins attacking Cody to kind of push that storyline for backlash. Mm-hmm. I know, I know. WWE has been dropping the ball a lot. I mean, and there's remnants of this of of them dropping the ball in this particular show with uh, Gable and Zeke or Zeke, you know, another yes. drop the ball moment. Another drop the ball moment. Twenty four twenty four seven championship wedding thing. Drop the ball. Like those, mm-hmm. those are waste. Those are wasted segments. Those are those are time fillers. If Big time that, time fillers. If you're gonna do that, go back to two hours. Mm-hmm. Just go back. Just go back to two hours. So there's not so much wrestling content, especially because you have wrestling uh, NXT 2.0. Raw and... is war. Jordan Devlin. Jordan Devlin. Who? You really don't know who Jordan Devlin is? I may have heard the name once. And you better go look that man up. NXT UK. Stay across the pond. He he was the NXT UK champion for a while when it was black and gold brand. Uh, did he beat Walter? Or is this before all of that? Before. This is pre-Walter. No, he is a cruiserweight champion. Oh, cru- oh, cruise. Okay, I know. I think I know who you're talking about. This is when they were pulling. Little dude. Two hundred five live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll happen if they call him up. If he's still with WWE, I don't know. But outside of that, RK Bro versus the Prophets again. Another. Uso's music hit. Profits win. Clean. clean. They kind of they hinted at them being the Turn. ones that kind of asked the sound guy to do that just to yes. just to fuck with them. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and, and it's a good possible heel turn if they want to go in that direction, or interjecting themselves in a match to make it a triple threat match. So the, so the Uzos don't walk away with a belt and then they go back to Roman Reigns and maybe they start that whole other storyline I was talking about, that fantasy storyline where Roman turns on them and then they go good and blah, 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 blah. Like, it can, it can go either direction. Again, WWE dropping the ball on a lot of these storylines. I mean, especially, and again, we I know we just touched on it, but Finn Balor losing that belt, it's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Makes me sad. But either way, again, I, I think I, I love to hate Austin Theory, so he's he is a good wrestler. I want to see him. I want to see him lose the belt, so I will watch to see him lose that belt. Just like I watch Ricochet try to keep that belt. There you go. So. Ricochet, Ricochet, Ricochet. Ricochet, Ricochet, Ricochet. Outside of that, I don't know if you want to talk about NXT. It wasn't nothing to, to kind of really roll, look into too much outside of Wesley do, making his singles run without his tag team partner in MSK. Uh yeah. Uh, he looked a little. Lost. He's been since the uh, 
tag team partner has been future endeavored. Yeah. yeah, he's looked. He looked. A little, he looked a little lost. You know, not that he couldn't. Right, not that he can't wrestle, but he looked a little lost without a tag team partner. And I want to see that progress because he's a he's a good wrestler. So maybe they bring that guy from TNA that used to be his partner. Maybe they hey, bring Miguel. Okay, Miguel. Maybe they bring the the X division champ, the WWE now, and maybe because they had to get rid of, of the other guy, Nash Carter. They didn't, they didn't have to. They didn't have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, because they got rid of him. How about that? You bring Trey Miguel in and you make him a tag team, maybe a little more comfortable. Who knows? I mean, we'll see how that progresses because NXT is it's another hit or miss. There's some, some decent matches and there's some majority terrible matches. So I think right there, I think we can segue to what we were going to talk about today. Commentators. Gotcha. Well, we're going to take a one-minute ad break and then a quick video when uh, when we come back, guys. So stay tuned. Since when do we start doing that? Uh, since we're trying to get monetized, bruh. Um, uh, and that minute was quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, there is 45 seconds remaining on our little commercial break. Uh, this is just where we would... I'm still trying to figure this out. Uh, it was supposed to play a commercial for us. Right again. Nope, nope. See, it was just trying to load, but no, nothing. So I don't know what it's doing. All right, so it's, much for the monetary part. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> sorry, guys. We're we're still trying to figure all this out. So, so do we do we put a bucket in front now for tips? Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, I'm gonna go ahead and just switch on the. Oh, see now it says preparing one minute ad. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it's doing. Twitch gave me some new thing. Sorry, guys. It's here. Here's the video. Here at uh, in Kansas City, uh, tragedy befell the World Wrestling Federation and all of us. Owen Hart was uh, set to make an entrance from the ceiling, and uh, he fell from the ceiling. And I have the unfortunate responsibility to let everyone know that Owen Hart has died. Owen Hart has tragically died from that accident here tonight. So it's not always glitz and glamour and everything like that, screaming out slobber knockers and everything like that. Really, there are times where the commentators just, they really set the tone and, uh, man, I don't think we as fans realize just how much we, we lean on commentators. For sure. And, and commentators, as we get into it, they kind of push the storyline, right? The wrestlers do the wrestling and they have, yeah, they'll cut their vignettes in the back, but you, you know what's going on because the commentators are directing you. You could put you. something else like, I don't know, dude. You made me sad. <laughs> like, you made me sad, dude. Like, you really just, like, sucked it out of me, dude. Like, I was like, 
<laughs> hey, okay, video, yeah. And it's like, Owen Hart died. It's like, well, great. Great segue. <laughs> great segue. You know, at least but, give me Jerry the King Lawler puppies or something. Hey, no, no. But, you, but, you see what, but you see what happened? The commentators... They they made you they gave you the emotion because it's it's something I mean yes that's a terrible thing but they're the ones that have to tell the public and keep the show going and, and try to keep a uh, straight face throughout the rest of this pay per view that when it happened so I mean yeah. if they can pull and, your t- heartstrings and Jim Ross was told that thirty seconds before they went back on air and he had to wing it what's up Hayden I, I'm gonna give a view Fern. What a terrible way into segueing into <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Hey, look, well, I, you you still could have played that, but I, you know, I hired like, the like... AEW writers on what to what to do. <laughs> Golly. That was terrible. And shame on you for doing that. You know? For real. That's not even a heel move, dude. I I could see if you did that for because they're doing the Owen Hart Foundation matches on AEW. Damn it, Cody. Yeah, let's just. That's what made me think of it. (laughs) It's either that or you're just a sick individual. And I'm going to lean more towards the latter on that one. There you go. I'm I'm with you. (laughs) I'm with you on that. Well, now that we're we're talking about commentators, again, commentators (laughs) who lead the story. Hold on, I'm going to lighten the mood. Hayden says, y'all mad cute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, commentators lead the story. They tell you about a new wrestler, they tell you their backstory, they tell you about the beef that's going on, they tell you about the brand new move that this wrestler did, and you're like, oh my god, that's the RKO instead of a cutter, right? There's a lot, the stomp, the punt, these are are things that are hyped up by the commentator that put a lot of emphasis behind this new move, this devastating move. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, uh, real quick, I gotta clear something up. Hayden says, "Call me stupid, but I only recognize one of you." Uh, so You're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Thursdays are our wrestling show. Um, I do both. I do double duty. I do Thursdays and Sundays show. Uh, Randizzle and uh, Retro Relapse. Uh, Fernando, get down with me on Thursdays, and then of course Sundays we have PB and uh, D Dub Trash Can as the mark. other two mark uh however you want to call him you know king cock cock liquor whatever you want to call him uh <laughs> he's with like us cockroach. uh he's with us on sundays uh we do have fill-ins for all the shows uh chad fills in uh millie's filled in before you, you know you game with millie you already you know who millie is so we we are growing the on air talent slowly for the recap networks shows uh and don't forget you guys are our recap maniacs yeah brother. definitely we we finally decided on a, a name because well the recap army just seemed whack bland yeah like it's bland. been done like, a million like, times like vanilla yogurt so Tasteless. yeah if if you're into <laughs> pro wrestling then uh join us on thursdays for uh recap mania brother or if you just want to talk trash, join us Thursday on Thursdays. Yeah, either <laughs> way, either I way, mean, either way, we we can get some some fuck trash can chants going on in here. <laughs> King cockroach, King cockroach, damn. 
But again, we'll say we'll segue. We'll segue. <laughs> That's Doug Lutonier. <laughs> King cockroach. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but again, Fern, Cody, we'll talk about the impact the commentators have. That own heart made on that ring. Oh <laughs> on a ring post, sir. Get it right. You s- well, guys, I, this is my last show. I'm going to do it a little different than the Gabe did it, but. <laughs> so I'm telling you while I'm on air. <laughs> well, at least I'm, I'm going to finish out the show. I'm going to finish out the show. But uh, well, I'm going to ask you a question. What r- commentator or commentator duel stands out to you the most? For Ooh. me, uh Jim Ross and Bobby the Brain Heenan are the two best to ever do it. Uh, I enjoyed Bobby Heenan in WCW, and I enjoyed uh, Jim Ross in WWE. I wish I could see those two guys, you know, doing joint shit now. How about as a duel? What duel would you see? Like, that were actual duels. What actual duels of commentators oh, would you see? Oh, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler was... All day. Yeah. All day, Lawler and Ross. I won't lie to you. I, 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 I love Ross and, jo- and Lawler. They called they call the best... Like, they were in the perfect era to call some of the most, you know, notable matches in all those pay-per-views. They My God, he's broken in half! <laughs> you heard the puppies. You heard slobber knocker. You heard stumping a mud hole. Mud hole. You heard all kinds of nonsense. But it was a perfect time. They they were a perfect team because Lawler was overly explicit and Ross was very professional and, and knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Now my favorite game. my favorite duel was um, actually uh, McMahon and Ventura. One of my favorite duels. I enjoyed those. I was about to say, if you said McMahon and Macho Man, no. Well, actually, I was about to say, I like when they had Macho Man as the third person because Macho Man was ridiculous. And I love (laughs) Macho Man. Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed those because, again, before Vincent Man was a character, before he was a character. When Vince was hiding the fact that he was the owner. The owner, yeah. Before he was a character and he was on on commentator, like, it was great. I, I think he, he called those matches. He did call a lot of memorable matches, just like Monsoon and Ventura, Monsoon and Heenan. Like, he called a lot of memorable matches around that era, right before, right in the early 90s, going into it, into the Attitude Era. But when they added Macho Man or random wrestlers who were hurt and they just wanted to put on TV, like, man, great, great time to, have, to, to be alive, especially watching them on Saturday morning. Uh, superstars, like, I love those. All right. I haven't pulled a library moment yet. Um, so a little bit of knowledge. Uh, did you know that they would every every other week was Raw Live? They would record for the following week uh, the wrestling matches, but then Vince would dub the live commentary the night before, and he would just grab like random news articles and shit and say them while he was recording the commentary. That way it made it seem like it was live when it was already pre-taped. I remember those moments where I remember those moments right right when Monday Night War started where when you heard the commentator, uh, the commentary, 
it was off. Like, how how did they know, right? Because you're you're watching. They're about to show you a preview of what's happening. Just like when when WWE exposed WWE for coming on an hour early, and it was recorded when they exposed Mankind wearing the belt. Like you heard all that commentator before, and then the match would happen, and it was like it was off. I don't know if you ever saw it. I saw it as a kid on certain on certain shows, especially like um, Shotgun Saturday Night or Sunday Night Heat. Like it, they did the, either they did the match, they did the commentary on on at post or they were they said it way ahead of time and they had to kind of the 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 match follow the script to the to a T where everything hit its point exactly on the time frame so I wasn't I was never sure what it was if it was dubbed or if it was just they was pre-taped ahead of time and then the match, the, the wrestling matches had to be kind of follow the script to a point to a T you're going to hit them with a leg drop at 1 minute and the ref's like hit them with a leg drop you know I don't know if it was like that, but it sure as hell felt like it in some of those matches. Well, now you know. It was dubbed. It was dubbed. All right. All right. So. Over on the uh, commentating side, the, the uh, our, our, uh, our chat side, Cynthia put, uh, I love hearing Jericho as a commentator. I, I agree. Jericho is hilarious. When you hear on him a- on. Uh, on AEW? On uh, yeah. When you hear him on, uh, on Rampage. Oh, man, he is hilarious. <laughs> you know, I actually miss uh, what's his name, Moro. Uh, Moro Ronaldo. Oh yes, yes, he was the uh, the NXT commentator. Excellent. And then he mm-hmm. was he was on SmackDown until JBA bullied him mm-hmm. <laughs> out of the show. No, when you were mentioned about like you know like uh, commentators you liked hearing, uh, when they were going through a transition, uh, it was on SmackDown and sometimes on Raw when it was. Late, uh, early 2000s to, you know, 2010s, 20, or early 20 teens. Matt Stryker, man. Matt Stryker, I, I loved it because he was a librarian technician. He was a wrestler, but also uh, a student of the game. And he, he really knew how to put it in there when he was uh, commentating. Everybody, if you don't know, you have the backstage people in your headsets. So McMahon's there yelling at you because he's in the back watching. So he's yelling, say this, and say this, and do that. Not everyone can do that. I mean, uh, Punk has said it before, because he was on there as a... Uh, I don't know if you, remember, if you guys remember the, when they had the, the strike, when everybody went on strike, and it was just uh, Cena and Triple H and Punk. I mean, like, you still hear everybody in the back on the headphones. It's just, you know, how you convey what they're telling you to say, or when they're yelling at you, you need to say this, you need to say it, and you don't do it, and you choke. Yeah, that, there, there's, some, there's some bad times on that, too. For sure, and and I I remember Striker on ECW when they first brought it back again. Yes, I remember at ECW. Now, what unlike like Morrow, I liked him. The only thing I felt like he overdid was he over referenced pop culture so much. Mm. I but I did enjoy it. I, I mean, he knew his he knew his stuff, and he made it like his excitement and his voice mm-hmm. made me enjoy the match. It could have been the worst freaking match in the world, but he wasn't like Mike Tanay. Where they were like, oh my god, Disco Inferno is going to fight the cat. This is the greatest wrestling match you're ever going to see. Everyone knows Disco Inferno versus the cat ain't the greatest wrestling match you're ever going to see. Right? But when Marvel But when did, he says Eddie, when, when they say Eddie Kingston, oh, you get excited, don't you, Cody? <laughs> no. All right, so we're kicking Fern off right now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but Marvel did it. But one of my all-time favorite announcers, I won't even say announcers, it was announcer, Joey Styles, ECW. 
Oh. He did it solo. Oh my god. god. Oh my god. Oh my god. And and for him working with a bunch of misfits and having to call those matches. Oh. He did have a lot of like a, like he would have again, it was like Vincent Mann and, and Ventura back in the day where they would have a lot of hurt wrestlers who would kind of be his partner in crime. And a lot of times it was a I don't know if you're ECW guy or even TNA guy back in the day, Shane Douglas. Mm-hmm. Shane Douglas used to be the franchise, used to be his co-host or co-announcer a lot, but Joey Styles, again, another person, when I heard him call those matches, I got excited, right? Mm-hmm. It could have been the worst street crap match with New Jack and, and, and Balls and Axel, but the way he called it, and then when someone got hurt or something crazy happened... Abu just hit him with the chair. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Exactly. Yep. You hear that, oh, my God. I was like, mm-hmm. Joey Styles made ECW. At least yep. when you're watching it and you're not live, you're, you're, you're just hearing this guy's excitement and his voice. It always kind of made, it made ECW a lot to me back in the day. Yeah. But there's, there, there's, there's been so many great duels, and then as we got into the later years, triples like when they first had renee young as the first female commentator with with graves and uh saxon mm-hmm. like that was that was good and then when coach was there with with cole those are good cole and jbl i mean there are a lot of good duels but obviously everyone has their favorites and i know a lot of people's favorites just during the, the attitude era is they are in king so mm-hmm. anyone any any matches that you watched growing up that really kind of stood out because of the commentating or that made the match. Like, I feel like a lot of WrestleMania moments were made because of JR mm-hmm. because of the King. By God. Okay. I think one of the biggest ones that stood out to me was 18 WrestleMania 18 rocking stone Cold. JR calling it when, when uh, stone Cold makes that heel turn and goes events like the, Oh my God, Stone Cold, not Stone Cold, not Stone Cold. You know, and Jerry mm-hmm. King Lars like, I told you, I told you, I knew this from the Vincent <laughs> Man told me. You know, Vincent Man told me he was gonna do this. It's like that. Was, those are those. I think like those moments were were kind of catapulted higher because of that commentating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will I say can... you do need that hill commentator, like the King always was that like heelish kind of root for the bad guy like oh you know yeah the bad guy's arrogant and being nonchalant but it's okay because they they earned it kind of you know what i mean like you you need to you need good cop bad cop on commentating you do because the when you got the smart usually the smart the good guys are usually the guys who know all the wrestling moves all their backstory all this and that, and then the heel commentator is like the one. Did you see what he just did? I like, I like that he just insulted his wife. Do you see? That's the type of guy I want to hang out with. with him. So, he's so fun, you know. Blah, blah blah. And that's what Corey Graves is right now. He's doing a great job of being like he is. He he walks the line sometimes because I know he obviously has his buddies and he's he has his favorites with the New Day. But when, when his he's wife. on commentator, yeah, when he's on commentating. When he's commentating on the New Day's matches, he has to act like he just, oh my God, these guys are the most annoying guys in the world and blah, 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 blah. But like great, I think great commentators definitely kind of excel matches 
and it's it's more prevalent now nowadays because the matches are so dry, especially in WWE. Like they're so, it's so, what's the word? Boring. Predictable. Yeah, boring. Uh, Pre- predictable, right? So mm-hmm. you have those commentators, and it it does take three commentators now. I feel like because you need one who's just splatting off information. You have one giving just the rundown of the match, and then you have the one guy who's just saying the nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. You, you you need that dynamic, and I mean, we talk about this every, every I think, every episode where how many times does Michael, Michael Cole say Ricochet's name? Ricochet, 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 Ricochet. And there's a reason. I mean, there's a reason. Like, they, they have an agenda to push, and again, the commentators do it. Like, you... You might not know who or what their backstory is, but I fucking I sure as hell know Ricochet's name. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if he's a great wrestler. I don't even know what he looks like, but I know Ricochet. You know, and that and that's what it is. And, and I feel like for the nowadays fans who's so distracted with yes, e- everything, I to right? Say that. The, the attention span of of the now the now viewer, like you cool. need to say it like every every like couple of seconds mm-hmm. and. When a new when a new uh, wrestler comes out, I don't know what his finishing move is called until I hear the commentator say, "Oh, this is whatever the what's that new guy's name? Veer or almost or whatever." Like, "Oh, he he just did the blah 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 splash or whatever." I'm like, "That that was just a pump suplex, like a pump handle slam." But whatever their name is called, they they come up either either they come up with it or come up with it in the back and they kind of kind of put they they're the ones that try things out they try new names out they try new move names out so i know they keep the match flow going even though obviously they're not the ones in the ring they definitely keep the flow going and putting those interesting tidbits in you know and it's funny that you never hear any of this stuff live and it's when, you, when you go to a wrestling match you just see them fighting so, i never I saw Cynthia's comment where she said that it used to be they used to have them live. I've never seen it live. I've I've been to a lot of wrestling matches for the longest time. I've never heard commentator live commentating live. Have you? Not me personally, but I'm pretty sure that it may have been something from back in the day. Cynthia's showing your age. Don't do that. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. Cody, you're all there quiet. You don't have any commentating stories? You don't see everything that's stuck out in your freaking head? No, not not right now. <laughs> not, nothing jumping out at me. So Nothing jumping out at you. I'll say this. I felt like WCW had the worst commentating team. They were so like boring. It, who was it? Uh Tony Schiavone and Mike Today? Mike Today? Or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mike Tanay, when they when they put Mike Tanay over in TNA, also he, he didn't do it any justice. No, I mean he was getting older. He 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 was out of sync with everything that was going on. So I mean he did his job. His job was there to talk about what's going on, but it didn't matter who you paired him with. Uh, it, it just didn't it didn't work. And and, and that shows uh, you real the quick. Impo- Cynthia said when she goes to a live event, uh, she misses hearing the commentary. Oh, okay. I thought you said I miss hearing the commentator at the live events. Like if you had heard him, I was like, damn. I wish I heard. I I felt like I feel like in those live events, being going to a bunch of them, in the past and not so much recently, but it it 
you can tell how important it is if you've ever been to a live event and it's just you're watching them fight and yeah, there's a crowd reaction and, and you rely a lot on whatever's going on in the ring or them kind of the the wrestlers kind of kind of hey let's 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 get this guy up and they start starting that chant that 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 hitting the the, the, the seats kind of thing. But when you hear the commentating, like the the match takes a life of its own. It's like it's more fast paced or it's more methodical or more aggressive because the commentators are kind of leading you. They're they're story. telling the story. All right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. WWE, AEW, one of y'all hear me out. I know somebody's going to come across this video, and when y'all do it, I expect to get paid my money. Uh, <laughs> so when I go to, like, a basketball game or a football game, hell, when I used to go to the Houston Dynamo games, uh, I would I want get, get on why Houston Dynamo soccer is is oh. still going. Uh, I'd get on ESPN radio or something like that and just have an earbud in my ear. Uh, you know, everything you can do with cell phones now, why can't you broadcast the commentary through like a certain channel or maybe through your app for people that are there? They can, you know, plug in if they want to hear the commentary while, while they watch it live, they can still do that. Depends on where you're at. I tried to do that when we watched when we were there live uh, at the Freeman, and the service inside was was wasn't very but, very good. But, and but at that moment, at that moment, usually they have. They there's can also make a delay. The cell service. Well, yeah. There's also a delay because when I finally got through and I had uh, YouTube TV running, and I was trying to listen to what was well, going see, on. Yeah, was at least you're good you're doing delay. that through YouTube TV. Like what what I'm saying is like think of the the Dallas Cowboys stadium. Like they have uh, little monitors and stuff like that. They they have ways for they, you to listen to the game there in act, that stadium. They actually, they actually have it for the visually impaired, and they provide that service. I hate to say this, I agree with Cody. Like, I think that'd be a game changer to do live events where you can tune in a live feed. Their own. It's only that's only possible to hear. If you're in the stadium or you have a special code on your ticket or whatever yep. to hear some commentating, I can see why they didn't do it back then. Again, we talked about pre-tape stuff. Yeah. Them giving away matches that they didn't even show on the Titantron that's going to come up for the next pay-per-view. I can see why they didn't do that back then. But now, in this in this digital age where you you know who's praying. You know, you're who's acting dating. like this is a drive-in, man. You want to put the speaker on top of the car while you're watching the movie. Get out of here. You make it seem like you didn't check your phone while you were at that. Yeah, you live. just said you were trying to listen to the commentary. <laughs> Shut up! But like I said, I hate to admit it, but Cody. I mean, I know they have them for the visually impaired, especially at the at the football games. I know they have them and the basketball games because they have them at the Spurs games and they have them at the, at the, at the for the Cowboys. What about games. the deaf people? They watch it. Ding dong. <laughs> but, but don't they want to hear the commentators? Shut up! Shut up! But I guess I, I I I don't do this often, so remember this moment at eight twenty on four twenty one. Cody was right. Cody has a great idea, and I'll and I will back that up because that's a I damn won't. it. I would Woo! like to hear. I would like to hear live. I would like to hear at least some kind of commentating at live events, especially at wrestling shows. That'd I'd rather hear Jonathan thing. commentating. Damn. So <laughs> yes. So Jonathan we've got brings the heat. John David, we need you. You bring. We the got heat. the commentary stuff, 
And fuck Eddie Kingston. What else do we need? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're, 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 we're like agreeing on more than, and that's more than one thing. Uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting there. This Man, show is really going Man, downhill. Yeah, you know, we're, getting, <laughs> we're, we're getting really close to already just replacing Gabe, Brian, come so back, we're, we're Gabe. Not, we're getting there. Yep, yep. <laughs> I think, Gabe, I know you want to say, you know, you want to admit it, Fern. It's a great idea. And you just said, I was looking to hear it, and there's a delay, and blah, 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 because you know that there's an element missing at those live events. Don't, don't do it I, at the live I event. enjoyed myself do watching it, what was going on. Events. I just wanted to hear them say San Antonio a whole bunch of times because we were there live, you know? <laughs> said it once in the beginning. And that wasn't enough for me. Exactly, it wasn't enough. That was it. But. Hey, man, Moxie was real close to me. He was like, he walked right past me. His, his penis hit your shoulder? Hey, dude, I wouldn't have washed my shoulder if it did. I don't think you wash your shoulder even if he didn't. Don't worry about what I do. <laughs> Whatever I do in my personal time is my time. That's right. But I, I know we can talk about commentators all day long, but I, they do definitely push the story. They de do definitely introduce those new characters, those new moves, and... I think we can all agree that with them in any sport, whether it's football, basketball, soccer, hockey, anything, any sport you can think of, the commentating definitely changes the tone of the game to the viewer, at least. I know mm -hmm. it does for me. I, I do watch, I do enjoy watching football games. And there are times where I hear Troy Eggman and I'm like, God damn, man. I, I love Troy Eggman because he's a cowboy, but damn it, he's a shitty commentator. Mm -hmm. Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck. You know, I, I like a lot of different commentators, and they definitely it makes me want to tune into their whatever game they're commentating because they're knowledgeable or they're entertaining. Yeah, same thing with basketball too. I mean, you look at Reggie Miller. Fire. Reggie Miller was a great player. He's an okay commentator, but he's very biased, and his commentary reflects that. It's like, bro, you're just you have no ties to these team anymore. Just call what you see. I don't need to hear your personal opinions about the teams. You know, I, and speaking on that, like, I love the Spurs. I like Sean Elliott, and he is biased, but he still, like, he still gives the Spurs a lot of a lot of crap about it for not not doing this or not doing that. So he still sides mm -hmm. with other teams. And, again, you have that duo where someone has the knowledge, right? Someone has the, the information about this team stats or whatever, whoever's fighting or whoever's whatever, all their stats, and then you have the other guy who's more on the entertaining side, whether it's heel or whether he's just energetic or whatever, it definitely changes the tone for wrestling matches. And again, after all these changes in WWE, like, it kind of makes some of those matches a little better, especially Michael Cole. My, Michael Cole doesn't get enough credit. Like, he, he does it with everybody. He's done it with JR. He's done it with the King. He's done it with a coach. He's done it with... Renee Young, Booker T. He, Booker T's he's terrible. lasted, but uh, Pat McAfee helps like helps out quite a bit on SmackDown with him. And Pat McAfee again, you got Michael Cole with all the information. And Pat McAfee isn't a bad guy. He's just super excited, right? And mm -hmm. that's again, it's a different kind of energy. You need the yin and the yang, and it it pulls a story and and it really kind of livens up an Austin Theory versus Ben Balor match. If you had just Austin watched Theory live, versus Finn Balor 27. Exactly, right? It's just, he's, or, or RK Bro versus Deep Profits 28. 
if you hear Pat McAfee talking about it, oh my God, RKO's and on SmackDown, blah 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 blah. Like he's super hyped, and Michael Cole's like, the last time Randy Orton was on here, it was The Rock was the champion or whatever, right? Like he has all the stats, and it, that's and that, I think that's what changes the whole chemistry of that episode or that it's match. That formula, you need a good formula to make it work. I think we can all agree wrestling is about formulas. Whether you're talking mm-hmm. about stables, or you're talking about heels, or you're talking about baby faces, or you're talking commentating or managers, there there's a formula to make things work and formulas to make superstars or sports entertainers, as Jericho would say. Mm-hmm. Uh well, we've been going for an hour and a half on the dot. Uh I do want to rewind all the way back to uh, AEW real quick uh, rumor mill slash something coming up uh, FTR going to face each other for the Owen Hart uh, but rumor is WWE wants to bring them back you think they'll make that jump if the money's right yeah that's about it if the money's right because look at look at WWE they, they would look and go What's WWE's tag team division looking like right now? Oh shit, we could run that. How much I want to pay us? I feel yeah, like but do they want to get stuck at the same point they were at last time where they were just a bunch of jokes? Yeah, but right now they could actually go in. They have enough credibility, they have enough backing, they have the skill, and the WWE tag team division is so fucking weak, they could be champions like that. Honestly, that's a good jump because right now they're not really getting pushed by AEW. They're they're collecting belts in other organizations. They are again essentially what WWE had a problem with. They're in a in a company that has overhired, overhired, and is saturated the tag team division with non tag teams. Not that WWE is not doing it. I mean, they're doing it also. Obviously, you see RK Bro, like they're doing it too. It's just, I think that jump would be a great jump because you know what? They're getting older. They have families. They need that money. I mean, why not make that jump and come in with credibility and get the belt? You're right. Get the belt right away. They'd make a great contender right off the back. And then we we wouldn't have to see Alpha Academy or uh, Street Profits Profits face RK Bro for the 100th time. You won't have to because they're going to unify the belts. And you'll see the Usos everywhere. With the belts. They would beat the shit out of the Usos. Did they ever fight when they were there? No. You sure? Yeah, because they were heels. And they were on Raw. And Usos were on SmackDown. But Usos were not heels at the time. They were good guys, so... Yeah, but they were on SmackDown. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, they were split. Because FTR was always on Raw. Gotcha. We'll see. Usos versus The Revival, SmackDown, January 17th, 2020. There you go. I right before pandemic. Right before pandemic. Right, right before, before pandemic. pandemic. Right before he got let go, right? Or the asked mm-hmm. release? Mm-hmm. I think, I think their contract was up and they didn't renew. Gotcha. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we also had the Usos versus the Revival on Raw, May 20th, 2019. And then a triple threat of the Revival versus the Usos versus Gallows and Anderson. 
with the good brothers. Brother. You know, I, I'm waiting for them to AEW do another TNA or Impact thing. I haven't seen it in a while. So maybe they'll do it during the Forbidden Door. Or maybe they'll do it when they get the Ring of Honor. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been just staying to themselves lately. They're trying to build up their, their, their characters, their brand. But they need to get some AEW guys over there. Just Tony Khan just needs to buy them out already. Yep. All right. You do a Vince McMahon with different brands and keep their their superstars and where they're at and intermingle the 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 super superstars like they've been doing, right? Mm-hmm. So. Just seeing well, Tony Khan play uh, Thanos with all the with all the stones, but it's all the wrestling companies. Mm-hmm. All the, all the indies. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the B shows. All the B shows. Well, anything else y'all guys want to uh, add in on today's show before we wrap it? I'll say I, I I immediately regret saying that I thought you had a great idea and that we sided together, but still regret that one. I can't believe those <laughs> words came out of my mouth. But I will say it one more time, just just for the last listener. Great idea. That's a great fucking idea. Jesus Christ. I wish I thought of that. Hey, we do have some pay-per-views coming up. Uh, Double or Nothing's coming up in May. And then uh, in June, right after that, with AEW, they're doing the uh, Forbidden Door with New Japan. And then, of course, in, uh, in I think, believe they said three weeks on Raw. So that's uh, mid-May as well. Uh, WrestleMania Backlash. So we got some stuff to watch coming up. Or at least the storylines would be building towards those uh, pay-per-views. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, last thing I will add in, uh, memorabilia is going to be next, next Thursday's other topic. Of course, we'll be recapping everything, but then we're going to get into memorabilia. Some of the more pricey stuff, we'll kind of look online, see what some of the more pricey stuff, what's the best piece of memorabilia, what means the most to us and our personal collections and everything like that. Uh, also tune in Sunday, Sunday's just gonna be a weird show on the recap there's so much shit going on uh between johnny depp trial with with uh amber heard amber heard yeah um ezra the the flash that that drunk that drunk bastard yeah that <laughs> ezra miller joke of a person ezra miller hopefully gets fired uh a whole bunch of stuff going on will elon Musk finally purchase twitter we've it's just going to be so much to dive into. Uh, but, yeah, no. I appreciate everybody coming in. Uh, yeah. Appreciate y'all blowing up the chat for us. What everyone up, in the chat, chat every, everyone tuning in to hear our nonsense. We appreciate mm-hmm. you. Check us out on Spotify, YouTube. YouTube Twitch. when Cody decides to put it up. And our WrestleMania show, our, our wrestling shorts on Facebook and maybe Instagram. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the, they are out on both Facebook and Instagram. If you don't follow us there, make sure you hit us up. Uh, we are currently at 88 Twitch followers, so we're 12 yeah. away from the 100. Once we do hit the 100, of course, we'll do the giveaway. So make sure you spread the word, spread the love. What are you uh, giving away? We are giving away <laughs> a $50 gaming card of your choice. Very nice, very nice. And let's not get bones, into naming right? those. Let's not get into naming those damn cards again, like last bones, last huh? show. 
I was just curious to see what he had to say. That's all. I know what you were doing. What you were doing. Yes, lady. (laughs) Yes, like the host. I'll be the Jerry Lawler heel Corey Graves of the show. It's fine. (laughs) Puppy. Fern will be Styles. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I will start every... I'll be JR because I always wear a hat, so we're good. There you go. <laughs> I'll start every show from now on with the uh, death of Owen Hart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're wrong for that. Don't forget that. Yes. That's horrible. My heart. Oh. Hey, you can't tell me that. Name a more. Uh, it, it's tragic. It. I wish it would have never happened, but name a more iconic or memorable moment from when Stone Cold fought The Rock WrestleMania 18 when Undertaker's streak was uh, finally broken yeah both wrong <laughs> we want to end in a high moment not in a low moment Cody. yeah we, that's what I started on a low moment either like way to get up the hill we, we didn't start on a low moment that was like midway in the show Segue into a low moment. You can't do that. Anyone who was watching just automatically turned off. (laughs) That's like riding a bike. You're riding your 10 speed and the chain falls off and you're trying to go up a hill. That's exactly what you did to us. (laughs) Thanks for kicking off the chain. I know that's happened to you before on your bike, Cody. We were trucking along. We were trucking along right up. You're right. right. We're trucking along and then then the axle just fell off. And then right back. You're a terrible human being. (laughs) (laughs) Thursday night for you guys. Thanks for tuning in. uh, Who's a oh man? I'm I'm blinking out. Uh, He was with WWE. He was in charge of matches. Then he went to TNA. He and WCW. He ruined both those shows. Okay, Vince Russo. Yeah, there you go. There you go. (laughs) I'll, I'll let let Vince know that. The idea he fed me didn't work out. <laughs> you Russoed this show. Thanks a lot. You you Russoed this show, guy. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still I'm still trying to break the uh, the the mindset from the heels episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna take a couple more weeks. Crap. Jesus. All right, we're out of here. Appreciate you guys. Until next time. Peace. Bye.